welcome welcome one and all welcome one for all all for one we are all here <sighs> another weekend of fantastic football and this is your footy fantasy podcast and we are here with chuck chucky the daily mank and we are here with myself all our both of us are brethren trying to console each other with the massive defeats we've received over this weekend starting off april we're not resurrecting we are not resurrecting our our season so far in the league but we're here to talk football and it's not just going to be about liverpool and man city we're going to have chelsea talk we're going to have talk about the new owners um rules brought into the premier league we're going to talk about kudos and donkey of the week also towards the end of the program of the podcast so thank you for joining us thank you chooks and um we're going to we probably just head straight into the first big game from the weekend the one that kicked us off after the international break man city versus liverpool that was um another installment of the saga of the saga of man city liverpool it was the fourth time both teams were meeting the season um liverpool won the first two games um then city knocked liverpool out of the league cup and then this was the fourth game of the season between both teams and fourth game of the season ended up with City putting four goals past Liverpool. Incredible game by City. Um, as a Liverpool fan, I didn't go into that with much confidence. And I'll, I'll say why. Um, also, we're, we're welcoming Asher onto the podcast now. Asher is a Chelsea fan. I think this is his first time on the pod. And um, I think Asha will, will, will get you on when we start talking about the Chelsea game. So I'm just talking about the City-Liverpool game. Number one, the reason why I wasn't confident, Liverpool have always had problems with these 12 30 kickoffs. This season has been terrible for 12 30 I think we've played 12 30 kickoffs maybe six times and drawn only one and maybe lost all the other five. And even at the best of times, I think it's a psychological thing because Klopp doesn't like half 12 kickoffs. And I think maybe that permeates to the players because <laughs> our 12 30 kickoff record is oh, it's awful. We we don't awful, we don't we don't win often during those kickoff times. So it's like the worst combination, the 12 30 kickoff, and then it's our way to City, where we don't often win either. We just usually draw there or get beat. Um, but all said, Liverpool played well in the first half. We did well, we competed, scored the first goal. I was like, eventually that goal turned out to be an April Fool's prank because it was just like misleading, very misleading goal. We're like, oh, we scored, we're probably going to get a point from this game. But no, City came back, uh, fantastic equaliser, um, Alvarez. They didn't miss Ireland. Um, I probably would have preferred if Ireland played and counterintuitively because... The three times he's played against us this season, it's not really cost us much problems. I think against Liverpool, he scored only one goal in three games. So I probably would have preferred if he played, but they, they looked more fluid. They cost us more problems. And second half, they just scored straight from kickoff. <laughs> Almost like 46 minutes, they were 2 on it ahead, and that was it. Like Liverpool just gave up. We're not coming back from this. And before you know it, they made it 3-1. They played a very good game. Um I don't think there's much to say because I didn't expect much from that game. Uh, I My focus was on Chelsea and Arsenal because City away is always going to be tough for Liverpool. Um, at the moment, oh, okay. I can see breaking news. I hope this breaking news is true. I'm hearing Graham Potter has been sacked. Um, I, I, are you hearing similar, Chucky? <laughs> 
I'm just checking it right now. Um, okay. I just saw that on my phone now. Somebody sent it in the WhatsApp group. So I just, if that's breaking news, it would be great to hear from Asha. Um, I don't know. It still seems to be mute and it's not. Let's see. But I'm yeah, can you the official state um, statement. And yes, from Chelsea, Chelsea's website, Potter has departed the club. Oh, no. <laughs> Asha, can you hear us? I'm sure you're in a celebratory mood. You just came on at the right time. Let us hear you. Let's hear you. <laughs> I'm just looking it up right now, and I'm like, oh, what? wow, incredible timing. Go for it, brother. Let us hear you. Let us hear. You. We just have to address this. Part. We'll leave the Man City talk for now. The Man City Liverpool. Let's hear you, brother. Listen, I don't. Well, I guess it's bad, you know, when someone loses their job, right? Yeah. Well, it's bad. So, the compensation is going to be pounds. huge, though. <laughs> well, we, we don't know how much. It could be 10 million. It could be, what, 50, 30 million? That's what the numbers I've heard. Okay. But I think he already knew what was going to happen. Mm. I don't know if you if you guys watched the game yesterday. Okay. But when I was looking at his demeanor on the pitch, anytime mm. the cameras caught him off guard, he didn't show any reaction. He was just kind of like just standing there just thinking, you know, but when the cat, when he knew the cameras were on him and the big screen, mm -hmm. he was trying to do something. And I think that has been his general de demeanor at Chelsea. And I don't know if that's how he is in general. I, I think he's a laid back guy. I think he's probably laid back, but yeah. But what do you think? Do you think it's justified? Do you think this is a sacking way too late, or is it too early? She just they just have given him the rest of the season. What's your thoughts on that? I think it's too late mm. because we play Liverpool on Tuesday. We play Real Madrid on next Tuesday, and then mm. who do we play next Saturday? I don't know who do we play next Saturday. Um. We play I'm like the football calendar. Yeah, but, but the thing is if, if you're playing Madrid, then this is probably a good time to sack a manager and maybe get a well, manager bounce. Manager bounce again. As as Ash, as Ash is looking um look, uh, looking stuff up, you know, I like to say like I'm 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 overjoyed with what's gonna happen um at Chelsea. Whoa. We don't play on Saturday. Okay. More than any club other than Real Madrid, I'm thinking they've legitimized the philosophy of not giving managers time. I just never, they never got blowback for it. Right? It's yeah. never come back to bite Chelsea. I'm so sad. It's so satisfying to see it. For <laughs> <laughs> once, you know, for once coming back to bite uh, Chelsea. The haters are happy. <laughs> yeah. But it's not hating. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's really at the core of how, how did you legislate the game and how you, yeah. so for example, Arsenal is on the other fringe of it, right? Yeah. We've been hearing all month that Bolly and the Chelsea board are totally backing Potter, regardless. Yeah. Like that, that, that's the guy that they did due diligence before they selected him. Yeah. They fired Tuchel, who is at Bayern right now, right? So they're backing their decision based on the data they have, based on the conviction they have. And just to turn around, I mean, this is really sleazy stuff right here, right? It, right? Because Arsenal had the same situation for two seasons in a row where they had Arteta. No, 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 no. Everyone but, keeps saying that. That is not true. That okay, is not go true. ahead. If you look at Potter's stats, yeah. 
and you look at Arteta's stats, okay, they are not the same. Oh, no, I'm not saying that stats are the same. <laughs> They're not the same. No, I'm not saying that stats are the same. So, for example, like the current manager of uh, Manchester United, whether he gets time or not, you know, that the future will tell. But he, he's like a big disciple of you get a coach, uh-huh. give them time to build their product and prove their project. Yeah. If it doesn't work at the end of the season, fire, you know, move on. Uh, right? So, and, and, and I think it's generally proven out that that's probably the most sustainable way to go. But Chelsea and Real Madrid are masters, like mastery. I'm giving you guys kudos. Masters. Yeah. No, I think of, it's commendable. <laughs> of getting see, great results from chaos. Well, mm-hmm. see, right. the, the difference is that, you know, we um you we put in a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so if you're putting a lot of money, you need to get your reward back. Mm-hmm. Look at the Glazers. The Glazers were taking out more money than they'll put it in. Same yeah. with um Liverpool. They're putting in more money, they're taking out more money than they put it in. Liverpool's midfield right now is not it's maybe two years worse than Chelsea's midfield. Mm-hmm. You know? And man, use uh, midfield. You have Casemiro, who's thirty something. McTominay is not that good. Fred is not that good. It's fine. And being thirty is not like a dead pill. I mean, uh, yeah, but he can move. Casemiro is one of the players of the season, man. He's one of the players of the season. But how how many games would you? Is he going to have a thirty game season every year? No, no point taking. He needs a backup. No, you're right. United is under construction. It's like kind of like um, a unique case where. This is the first project under a manager, and he ha- will he will have to build that uh, midfield right. up over multiple windows. Casemiro can't be the only person; it just yes. can't. It's but, just not sustainable, right? But you look at Chelsea. <laughs> we have Zachariah, who's twenty something. Okay. You have um, Chukumeka, who's twenty something. You have Mount, who's twenty something. You have Galaga, who's twenty something. You have Kante is only the only one who just hit in thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, who else do we have? Enzo is 20-something. Enzo is one of the best midfielders in the world. He's 20-something. That's what they tell us. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's good. <laughs> uh, man, sorry, you counted Mason Mount. He's, yeah. he's, he's heading off. He's heading yeah. off. Yeah. No, but well, I, he might stay. Now, I don't think... Okay, he might stay like now. Him. That's part he of might stay now. Okay. Um, who else am I forgetting? There's another midfielder who's 20-something. Uh, you guys have a young team, and you have yeah, you have players exactly. all known that. Yeah. So why would we stop planning for years and years that we don't even know, right? right. You, so, have, you have young on top, young on top, young. You're good. Your age profile yeah. is wonderful. So why would you give a manager five years, like Liverpool, like um, Socia, or um, who was who did you guys have before? Ateta. No, no. Who did you guys have before? Um, Socia. Yeah. W- was Mourinho? No, no, no. Um, or even um, David Moyes, or oh yeah. Uh, right, Van Gaal. Why would yeah, you give them five years? Boys, Van Gaal, Mourinho, Solskjaer, Ragnik. Then now we have ET. Um, Why would you give those guys yeah. five years of Enzo's prime years yeah. when you can be winning trophies? I, no, I, I totally get it. I totally get. It. There's a balance in football. Between yeah. Hard, hard. I was, I was just talking to Allah before the lights came on. Right. There's a balance in football between winning the hardware, filling your trophy cabinet to make everybody happy, and show like you know mm-hmm. tangible results of your efforts versus making sure you're just in the game yeah that you're just in the game like that one to four number one to four you're there you're competing even if you don't win anything right yeah there's a balance there 
right? Yeah. Um, and I think Chelsea, Chelsea have um, look. This is no, it's a shot, but it's also like kudos to you guys. Chelsea have they figured this puzzle out, right? No other club has had the manager carousel that Chelsea have had and results behind you. I'm talking about results, like tangible results, like Champions League, right? Yeah. You guys do better than anybody else. You guys the experience. Look at our our past manager's caliber. Like, you guys can even compare that. Yeah, but the thing, Asher, yeah, while we're... I I know you're presenting your view as maybe a a good portion of the Chelsea fan base will probably think like you do. But we also have the Chelsea fans who don't like this, who don't like this turn around, this churn of manager after manager after manager. We have people I know you know in our Facebook yeah. uh, Facebook group who who don't like who, who even thought. In my opinion, I thought some of them were even writing off the trophies you guys have won. Chelsea fans who are disparaging your trophies, like like oh well, uh, look at Man City. Man City are the standard. I was like, yeah, but you guys are winning. You're winning trophies. Okay, you're not winning it the way Man City are winning it. But the number of trophies Chelsea have won over the years, it's true, you sack a lot of managers. But I think we can call it a successful approach. So mm-hmm. in your opinion, is it this, like, okay, Boli now has sacked two managers within a year. Is that a, like within, he's sacked two managers. Yeah. So do you think, okay, are you are you agreeing with the other Chelsea fans who are saying this is not sustainable? Or do you think if you're getting a new manager now, if he's messing up my next season, he should be fired again next season. Is that the approach you think Chelsea should t- keep taking? Well, so I'll say this, right? Everyone wanted Carlo Ancelotti to say. Okay. You, you won't find a Chelsea fan who didn't like Carlo. Hmm. Um, Marino's second time, he kind of basically threw the... That was on him. Conte, everyone <laughs> yeah. knows Conte. Everyone knows Conte. <laughs> everyone knows Conte. <laughs> We were never going to stick with Rafa after he talked. <laughs> true, true. We were never going to stick with Rafa. Um, AVB, he kind of burned bridges on himself. He came in and benched Terry, Lampard, Drogba, um, ACN. He basically benched, you know, the core of that 2012 Champions League group. Mm. That wasn't going to fly. <laughs> mm. um, who else? Who else am I forgetting? Um Scolari, I don't know what happened to Scolari. Scolari was like, I thought he would stay, but then after a while, he just he couldn't handle the pressure. I think, yeah. It does, I don't know what his deal was. I don't know. I don't even know where he is right now. Mm. Um, but Asher, I mean, you know, if you, if you, if you look at the way some people, and it's very simplistic, I don't really agree with it, but it's fine. I, I, I guess it's easier. It's, it makes for easier discussion. If if your club, if your is it your club is player power or manager power, like who has the most power? Chelsea looks like it's mostly player power. If the players don't like the manager, manages out. Like <laughs> well, I think he used to be that. But this <laughs> one, this is on Boli. This is totally on Boli, 100 yeah. percent Yeah. This is totally on Boli because Tucho. Wait, wait, had... Hold on. Before you said the next thing you want to say, let me ask you this very pointedly. You think you think Boli sacked Tuchel over the players wanting Tuchel to say? Yes. Okay. Because I don't know if you look at the reaction of after Tucho left, mm-hmm. we only had a five-game bounce or five or six-game bounce, and that was it. Yeah. You came you in, correct. and he came in, he played Uber for two, three games. There was one game, when when Porter came, I made this comment on the page. I don't know if you can find it. He came in and he played Christensen as a wingback, and I was like... <laughs> What? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, 
And then he's still like, selling as a wing back. Even and then like, he, he yeah, started selling as a wing back in that same game. And I was like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, okay, who's this guy? Like, yeah, that's his selling point. Isn't he like an up and coming? I don't say young guy. He's, no, no, no. he's an up and coming innovative coach. That's innovative coaching. No, you have to has zero. I don't think there's any player on this. Even Pep doesn't even play Sterling as a center midfielder. Yeah. Sterling is always a forward. He's as far as for the Sterling is nowhere close to the defense. <laughs> but you killed once as a wing back. And I was like, I think he played him wing back like two or three times, not just even once. It was not yeah. once. Yeah, it was like yeah. a few times. And then um, even this past game, um, the new guy, Noni, was playing yeah. wing back. <laughs> I think we, he had too many players. Um, but I want to back up your point because I, I don't think Toko was sacked based on player yeah. power. Uh, because even according to our reports, like even some journalists who claim to be in the know, like the players supported him all the way through to yeah. the end. Like, it was just a clash with managing upwards to, with Bully. It was a clash of personalities. That's why Tuko went. And I think that was now it has proved to be a bad decision because yeah, I, yeah, I think well, I think, that's a, yeah, I think that's apparent for Tush. I mean, just again, it's this kind of his MO. The same thing yeah. happened to PSG, happened yeah. to but it's really just not anything on the field, more of how the relationship with uh Mm. And the admin side of things, which is um, which is unfortunate because I, you know, I think I, I don't think I think he gets a lot of, <laughs> I think he gets a, I think he's, you know, I, he gets so, so much. But I think his best work as was at Dortmund, uh, mm. if you ask me. Who? But um, I, yeah, just replacing with Potter, which is Potter is basically a, a theory, a, a theory that some three of us in a bar will make while we're drinking, like. Hey, that Brighton guy. If you give him a top job, I bet he will. <laughs> I, I bet think, he will do I, really I, good. I think he's going to be. He's going to smash it with Bayern. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Tuko. Tuko is a great manager. I think if, yeah. if Bayern supports him like they do, I think he's going to smash it. Well, he's not a club that wins. The only question they they ask themselves every season is, "Are we going to win Champions League?" So you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it, yeah. It, I think yeah. if he gets the support that he gets, I think he smashes with Bayern because. You know, buying Bundesliga is a given. The only thing they care about is Champions League. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I, well, people are already saying that maybe Potter. Well, not people. I think maybe Potter got sacked because he committed the cardinal sin of leaving the tenth spot on the league table, because he should just have stayed there. But by sliding to position eleven on the table, Todd Bowley was like, "No, that can't be happening. You have to stay in tenth." Yeah, out. So no, I think that's no. why he is being sad. But I think for the cardinal sin of living ten percent. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, listen. The guy came in and we were, silence, we were four points of the top, right? Four or six points of the top. Yeah, I understood we're going to go down, but we are eleventh. Yesterday, um, NBC showed the points total since mm. he came on, and Una has beaten him in points, and he came on in. What November? <clears throat> Who has beaten him in points? Unai Unai Emery has Unai beaten Emery. him. <laughs> yes. Bad evening. Bad <laughs> your your owner just hired a manager from Brighton. I, I, who has no connection from the club. Like people who like try to make social or no, anybody no, no, no. else. They have connection with the club, right? They're not just like brand just from. L- Potter is like a dude from Brighton that you wanted to come into. Basically, oversee superstar players, something he's never done before, right? So, in a very competitive market like Chelsea, and Chelsea, they're all about obviously, you can see they're all about they're all about winning, 
things. Well, it, it's it's actually my opinion, but if I, I and I ask every fund is if um Eric Ten Hagen came in and you guys were what position were you guys in? Um last season. Last year, I think we we're about seventh or eighth, I can't remember. And then you ended up in twelfth. Would you want him to stay? I want him to finish the season. Why? Based on the trophies. Based on the trophies. But because you know every position has like at least a thousand or ten thousand pound. I, I no, don't care about all that. No, oh, it's a million. Okay. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, that's just my philosophy. I'm not speaking for all United fans. My philosophy, I'm like, I'm happy this is happening with Chelsea because I hate your philosophy, right? <laughs> like, because it's like a Hail Mary. How many how, how many times will someone throw a Hail Mary and make a touchdown? This is kind of <laughs> running. Hey, it's now, not sustainable. At some point, reality needs to set in. Like, okay. you can't be firing managers and be expecting hardware at the end, like Champions League or the FA Cup. This is ridiculous, the kind of success you see, you've seen doing this nonsense you guys have been doing. If right? you won the Champions hey. League this year, I know you. everyone is going to be pissed off. <laughs> pissed off. I know Arsenal fans will even enjoy the <laughs> Premier League. They'll be so pissed off uh, if we win the Champions League. Yeah, be crazy. Be crazy. Be, it, I'm crazy. I'm going to read some comments, but, but before I read some comments out, um, I'll just quickly do some housekeeping and uh, for all our fans, all the people who are watching, all the people who are joining in. If you want to spread the word, our YouTube channel is at Footy Fantasy, all caps. Twitter is at Footy AD Fantasy, and Instagram at, foot, at Fantasy Footy. Um, you can help us just like, subscribe, share. And get the word out there that we do things different here. I just jumped to the comments, but before I, while I'm reading the comments, I want you to ponder on uh, something, Asha. Potter or Lampard, who did better, in your opinion? Well, uh, all that thought while I read the comments, just just all that thought. I, I would like your opinion because I, when you were listing the managers, you didn't list Lampard. When you were talking about the managers, you didn't list Man- Lampard. So, um, comments here, some people are already trolling. Uh, trolling all of us, saying the regular point losers breakfast club. This podcast, <laughs> Facebook user, please put your name. Let us know who's trolling us. I'm sure it's an Arsenal fan because Arsenal, Arsenal didn't lose any points this weekend, so that has to be an Arsenal fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm suspecting. I think I probably will know who that is, but yeah, that person is right. We all lost points this weekend, <laughs> so <laughs> regular point losers breakfast club. All uh, right, so uh, they're asking about. Uh, Ayo, they are saying where is Ayo? Especially saying he wants to talk, he promise. They're saying Chelsea is not winning any trophies with this approach. Mm. But they did in the time past. They've done it regularly. I, I, the evidence is there. They win. Even last season, you, you guys got to two finals. It's only right. that Liverpool beat you on penalties in the right. finals. So this, this approach has proved successful a lot. And you can't write Chelsea off from getting to the Champions League final. So I don't know. Somebody, the people are saying Chelsea don't, don't, won't win trophies with this approach. Chelsea have done it time and time again. We might not like the approach, but man, you just, you just don't know. Okay. They're saying we should stop the delusion that Chelsea can't win the Champions League. Well, um, please put <laughs> your name, Facebook user. Let us know who we address. <laughs> we, we, we have the talent there now. We just need a good coach. Oh, people yeah. forget that. So, Asha, I am answer to my question before we move on to another topic. Lampard or Potter, who do you think did better? Lampard did better. 
But based yeah. on what? He didn't win anything and he didn't qualify no, for the no, Champions it, League. What, what was Lampard's win percentage? No, you know? Lampard had a higher win percentage than Potter. Lampard, oh yeah, he did. I think, I think it was like 40% or 50 it was, I think he was a, I think he beat the 50%. So Potter is 40% total, then less, about no, 30. Potter is less than 40. He's no, no, like I'm talking total, all competitions. Total? He's, he's, I thought it was less. He's, no, he's 40, because I just read the Chelsea oh. website. Not on the website, some website said it. But he's 30-ish for the league. Like yeah. 30 for the league. Yeah. Which is bad. Right. <laughs> I know. think he, he probably is among the lowest points total for, I think, most Premier League managers, not even just Chelsea. He has the second worst record of any Chelsea manager in the Premier League era. Wow. Right. <laughs> yes, he has a bad record even just even just Premier League managers, not even just Chelsea. And that's what people forget. Oh, as in just not just even Chelsea overall. Yeah, like overall he he's he's not even like I think you can wow. look this up. Well, ooh, well. Look it up. Look it up. I think, I think that, he, that, that sounds very harsh. I don't no, think it is harsh, but it, I think it's Chelsea. It's not oh, just Chelsea. Chelsea. I think it's Chelsea in the Premier League era. Yeah, he, he has a bad he has a bad percentage. Wow. Yeah, look barely at that, thirty, right? so maybe like 28, 29 points something. Because we've had we've had managers who didn't win any game and got sacked. You know, <laughs> we have we have <laughs> had managers like Frank De Boer, who Moreno said zero zero zero. Well, so you said Lampard or Potter? Lampard yeah. is better because when Lampard came in, we had the transfer ban. Okay. The only players. The only new players Lampard had was um oh I'm trying to think. There was a player we had already paid for, and so we, he was able to play him. But other than that, Lampard couldn't sign anyone. <clears throat> All the players Lampard had was people coming play young players coming from loan. Tammy, um, Tomori, Mount, Chaloba, um who else started that year? I'm trying to think. It was mostly the core of that team was young players. Oh, ZH came in. ZH ZH came in on the Lampard. We had already paid for him. I think oh, okay. ZH was a new person. Hmm. So basically, Lampard was teaching young players, 21, 20 year olds, 22 you know, how to. Oh, yeah, we got Kovovich. Yeah, I'll put that on the screen. Yeah, okay. These comments are flying in. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for putting names. So um, he said, yeah, Lampard got covered, so you can pull it sick. And wins from 22 games. Oof. Wow, so that's really bad. He got that. And Lampard is supposed to be an ex-Premier League who only had one year at Derby. Mm. Potter has how many years at Swansea and Brighton? How many years? Is it three or four? Yeah, even more, I think. Yeah, totally. He's getting out coached by Lampard. <laughs> okay. Well, well, let's wrap up the Chelsea chat. And um, well, we won't wrap it up because we have to preview the Battle of the Bastards part two. Because <laughs> earlier, earlier this season, that's what I call this match Liverpool versus Chelsea. Um, based on the Game of Thrones episode, the epic, <laughs> that epic episode where it's just Battle of the Bastards. This is part two happening at Stamford Bridge. Both teams like um, have been in bad form. Liverpool, we I think we just overdosed ourselves on seven up, and now we've been purging and just like <laughs> having diarrhea after drinking too much seven up. And now we have to go to Chelsea after getting smashed by Man City. And I don't know. I'm not happy in the sense that now Chelsea might have that manager bounce. <laughs> they, they might have that manager bounce and actually beat us in this game. Depends um, on who's the, who the manager is, you know. It, it could be. It JT. doesn't matter. You know, so these players sometimes they don't even need to know that there's a new manager in. They'll just like you say, it could be JT. Yeah, Ooh, JT's what? already at the club. Oh, he is. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's already at the club. Oh, wow. Yeah. So oh, can you imagine JT. that? Imagine. <laughs> uh, if it's JT, then Chelsea are definitely winning that game because those players will run through brick walls for him. Like, you know, it's a, it's yeah. a proper legend. It might be short-lived, but that's what they call manager bounce. The first few games, they were just like putting 120% effort. And but what what do you think? How do you think that match is gonna go? Uh, Chelsea versus Liverpool at Stamford Bridge, Tuesday. I just I just want to see Noni versus Trent. <laughs> <laughs> not Murdick. Now, what, what, how do you pronounce it? Is it not Murdick? What's that guy's name? The Ukrainian? I think it was Nigerian. I thought you guys would know. Is he not Nigerian? What is he? No, no, I know Nordic, Noni, but I thought you don't. Are you not talking about the other yeah, guy? Yeah. Murdick. Murdick. The one. Oh no, no, not him. No Murdick. Murdick. I I don't know. He. I didn't have hope uh -oh. in him, honestly. Uh oh, you already I, gave up I, on Murdoch. I, 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 I was, I probably was one of the only Chelsea fans who wasn't hype about him. I thought he was the next coming of Messi. Okay. No, yeah, I, I wasn't hype about him because I looked up his YouTube videos and I was like, ah, he's David. You know, David, you're a Chelsea fan. The first yeah, game, he, he loves David him. Is <laughs> Murdoch is going to kill the league. He, he dribbled past James Milner, and Murdoch was the next Messi. For David, Murdoch was the next Messi. Yeah, I was like, look at I, this guy. <laughs> I wasn't hype on him. I saw his highlights and I was like, uh, it was like Pulisic. It was giving me um, memories of Pulisic and um, he said Dan James. Yes, Dan James is true. It was giving me because I didn't see any end product. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't see any now. end product. Like, oh, wow. I didn't really see any end product and I was like, ah, he's good. But So you're saying he can just run? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because I wanted to see Shades of William or Hazard. And I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. Like, William at this age is still old, but William will beat you on the ball and he'll put in a dangerous cross. Mm. Hazard will just beat your whole team at his point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what magic is. Magic is just like, I'm just going to dribble and then it's like... I still, okay. I still think one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest scam of the century was... Chelsea managing to get 100 million for Hazard. Like you, you guys hey. use them. You 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 wrong every single juice <laughs> out of him. And the final year of his contract, you got 100 million for him from Madrid. And look at him now. He's barely played five games from Madrid since he's gone. <laughs> that was the biggest scam of the century, man. 100 million in his, in his final year. I I think that is on Hazard more than Chelsea. If you've mm. listened to Mikel said that this guy who used to just sit in training and just cross his arms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw the interview. He said he just sits yeah. And then he starts a game, then he just plays. But I think that was on him. So mm. he didn't take care of his body. Yeah, true. I just quickly read the comments. Please, as you're putting in your comments, thanks for your comments, but put your name so we know who it is because it's just showing a Facebook user. Um, this person is saying Bruno Salter is the interim coach. I don't know how true that is. Uh, for Chelsea, please maybe you can do some googling in the background. Another comment says Murdoch is the new is another Dan James, but it's looking mm -hmm. like that so far. But maybe if he settles down next season, maybe he might get more end product. So Asha, as we round up, do you think Chelsea beats uh, Liverpool apart from Trent? Who you think okay Trent is going to suffer against Nani? <laughs> but who, what do you think the score is going to be? Really, the score. Hmm. We might win three zero. Whoa, you might win 3 0, or it's going to be club comes and says, You're not getting any new manager bounce on us. We are playing 5 4 0. <laughs> Forget it. And it's going to be a boring 0 0. Those are the only two end, end games. Either That's true. Zero, because zero, the, last, zero. the last three games Liverpool have played against Chelsea have been 0 0. 0 0. 0 0 or 3 0. 
Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't see Liverpool winning that game. I think we might get a draw, but we're not good. We're, we're, we're really bad now. Like, Liverpool are not... not I, don't, I still don't know how we beat United 7-0, to be honest. I expected us to lose that match, you know. Yeah. I don't know how we won that match. So, we're bad. Liverpool are bad, and I don't see us winning at uh, Stamford Bridge, especially now you have that manager bounce. Yeah, I, I'll just make a comment about United. So, I looked in the table, and United's goal defence is only four. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And Chelsea's is minus one, and I'm like... How the heck are we loving thing that goal defense only? Chucky, can you address that? Look, this is this issue with the, the last manager. Well, the, the last full time manager of United said this, and people like we're up, up in arms because people don't un understand nuance and football is just banter and anti intellectual, you know. So he says something <laughs> like this he's like, hey, like trophies sometimes are for egos because they don't really tell you how much progress you've made in a team. And that's exactly where United are. It looks like in, we're in a lot of cup competitions. We can, we can concentrate and, and drill our collective resources to make sure we do something good in a cup and get some hardware. We've done one with the Carlin, Carlin Cup. The plus four tells you something about United, right? It tells you, for example, Newcastle has scored 41 goals. United have scored what exactly 41 goals? Wow. The same amount of goals both teams have scored. Mm. Newcastle's goal difference is 22. Mm -hmm. United is four. That's bad. If you talk to United fans, they'll tell you Varane and Martinez are the best defenders <laughs> on God's <laughs> Martinez, uh, Messi's best friend. <laughs> Welcome they'll tell you that. They'll tell you that. And they'll, tell you they'll tell you David Dehao can save. You know, same PDFs. What what documents? <laughs> exactly. So something's going on with um, and United is one of the deepest defensive structures, which means that the, the, the line. If you watch the game today, all the goals United were so deep in their half and they still conceded. That tells you something that defensive structure is in there. If you're leaking that many goals, it's not there. We're not, we're not scoring that much, to be fair, mm -hmm. but we're scoring enough. Mm. Well, we just don't know. I think Ten Hag has come in and taught these players how to win a little bit. What he hasn't coached them on is how to lose. You don't lose 7-0 to this Liverpool in recession. <laughs> exactly. Right. Honestly, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> you know, City, you have to learn to lose, like the one or the Mourinho lose. Lose that. The Conte lose, lose that. Don't lose 7-0. Don't lose your head. Don't get emotional. Don't get frustrated. Don't do any of that. If you're going to lose, lose small. Right? You know, and that's why you get to four. That's why you, you know, get Even to four. Potter, as bad as Potter is, we didn't. We haven't lost 5-0 or 7-0 to England. Yeah, and United is in danger. You know, we only lost 3-0 to... Was it 3-0 to Man City or was 2-0 or something? But it wasn't four. It wasn't five. No you one know, has disgraced us. I can't... It, it, that 7 0 is, it just means an inquisition. I mean, it's, it's not just the manager, it's everything the structure, the system. It's an inquisition because yeah. City, City are frying on all cylinders trying to catch up with Arsenal. Liverpool, Liverpool don't even know what a cylinder is. And why are you losing 7 0 to that team? You know, it doesn't make any sense. So you can tell you that this project is pretty new. Yeah. That yeah. they're probably not playing the way United is generally not compact. They have superior individual players here and there. They have this manager that's like a new village headmaster, so he kind of keeps them, you know. He he'll try to run like a meritocracy where if you play badly, you're you're freaking out. If you if you you know if you show lack of discipline, he's punishing you. 
So that he's infused the team with. But structurally, look, look at the math. I always tell my friends, don't worry about the emotions and blah, 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 the narratives. Look at the math. You win the league by winning most of your games or making sure you are managing the balance between the goals you're scoring and the goals you're letting in. And United are under Brentford, who have like plus nine in goal difference. Wow. That's bad. So you, yeah. have, you guys have a worse defensive record than we do? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah but now that's the thing with stats. This, guy, this is skewed. This is skewed by some heavy, heavy defeat. So you can't technically say... That's why stats are good, but they don't give you the whole story sometimes. It's skewed by the fact that United have considered big number of goals in couple of few games. Correct. So they considered four, I think, to Brentford. Or who was it at, at the beginning of the season? Considered four, four nil. I think it was the Brentford or yeah. Brighton. And then they considered six to City. And they considered seven to Liverpool. <laughs> okay. So that, that's 17 goals right there. I'm just trying to say that doesn't mean technically that United's defense is worse than Chelsea. It's just that maybe in those three games, you guys got blown out and then... It's just Chelsea maybe lost more, but they didn't lose by five new, five new, five new. Good Doesn't defensive teams don't get blown out. Yeah, I, I think that they kind lose. of goes back to it. Like, Good defensive teams lose. Yes. They don't get blown out. Yes. It happens sometimes. Not consistently, at least. They might, right, get, no, blown out. They might, might get blown out one time, lose their head, blah, blah. You park that one and say, you just you forget about it. Right? This isn't mm. anything about that. This is, you can't say a problem is less of a problem because there, there are underlying problems behind the big problem we're talking about. Yeah, no, I'm not saying your defense is good. I'm just saying comparatively, maybe oh. comparing it to somebody else. No, you, you got the root cause. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you. I'm just, this, I'm just giving a different interpretation of the result of what you said. The result is we, we don't have. I'm not saying defense structure. Mm. Structure. I'm not saying defenders. I'm talking about team structure, where you're organizing your team to be compact. No, no, I, I, I think it's team. bad because I'm looking at your record. You lost four two to Cardiff back in I think Europa League. Oh, no, no, that's no, let's not put Europa League. Come on, yeah, we're talking no. about league. No, no, yeah, but I'm just looking at overall. Your whole it's, strategy. Yeah, it's a trend. It's all, it's all good. So you do have a lot of plus three goal losses. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, but, but let's see what Agakwame is saying. Agakwame, thanks for joining us. So he's, he's saying Chuke is completely right. He's saying losing 7-0 and having a plus four goals difference is reflective of the volati volatility of that squad and the team structure. And in and his final comment on this was like, in turn, that kind of volatility is reflective of the deep fragility of the structure and the mentality. Um, Ogakwame is showing that he's a lawyer because all this big grammar and look at look at that. In, let me just read that again. It's like it's even rhyming here. It's like in that in turn, that kind of volatility is reflective of the deep fragility of the structure and the mentality. Wow, Ogakwame, thanks for that comment. But, but, but we understand uh, what you're saying because you're yeah. backing up what Chuki is saying. Yeah, other than Ogakwame dropping bars like complete yeah. bars, he's correct. He's correct. <laughs> <laughs> again, remember, this is a team that is learning to believe in themselves again. So, obviously, there's PD PTSD there. Obviously, you question yourself when things go wrong. You're like, like that Liverpool game, for example. Let's, let's, let's just let's, let's over-index on that one. The, the reason for that 7-0 is because United didn't have, didn't have the, uh -huh. couldn't, they couldn't admit to themselves that, okay, we've lost it here. So, let's just stay disciplined. They kept on trying to go like we're a better team. 
we should do better. We're expected to win. Let's go. Let's just blow everything. But that's a good up. sign. I think that's a well, good sign. That, that shows I, that you, you guys have belief that you can still get something out of the game. I prefer no, no, doing no. that than being when cowardly. You forget it. By, yeah, by being cowardly. Good. Because if, if I shall thank you, your brother. Don't mind. All <laughs> <that>. <laughs> because because all I say that I, I love that you let us withdraw <laughs> from your back account seven times consecutively. <laughs> Yeah, no. It shows you guys have. It shows you guys have a healthy balance. No, I just I felt. Okay, the point I was trying to make is, I think Tenar got instilled in them. But like you said, Tenar is probably teaching them how to get over that PTSD of losing so much. And at that point, United were in good form. They had good confidence, and uh, like, I think there's been an improvement. I'm not going to be praising United. I'm a Liverpool fan, but I'm just saying from the point of view where I'm watching from. I think there's a big improvement because look at who's striking for you. Wellgust. Wellgust is up front. So obviously that's not the striker you guys I hate want. That so much. I really do. I really hate that. Dalot. Dalot is right back, who is at best competent. Um Wambisaka is also good, but it's not what you want from right back. It's not you about scoring a lot. Look, guys, look. <laughs> you can win a hundred million ways. You can you just pick and choose your poison. Mourinho used to win one zero. We don't have to score a whole bunch of goals. I just told you that United and Newcastle have the same amount of league <laughs> goals. goals. The same exact amount, 41. Regardless of Marshall being out, regardless of where cost, um, the bank are not being given money, so you have to go to loan and get this, um, um, what's, where's he even from? Burnley player, right? Regardless of that, don't worry about that. It's about how are you managing your resources to where you are optimizing where you're strong are uh, in and you're protecting where you're weak in. You cannot be uh, you cannot be conceding amount of goals at the same rate you're scoring. It's just not that's like that's 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 low to, I mean that kind of plus four is what you see like in the way way below Chelsea level, right? Like yeah. under eleven. <laughs> let me just get the comments. Sorry. Right, I just want to remind everybody that just was that Daniel asked this yeah. comment. I do have a point there. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, this is that from Daniel it says we aren't scoring enough. We are over reliant on Rashford. Fair point. Structure isn't great because too many technical limitations in the squad. Okay, I just quickly read the next comment. Um, that this one is addressing me saying Klopp gave up by pulling out Salah Robertson and putting Simicast Firmino. Uh, there's a reason for that because we're playing Chelsea in less than 48 hours. What's the point when the game is three-one, and it was all definitely basically over. What's the point of running Salah and Robertson? Robertson played two games for Scotland. One of those games was against Spain, where they won. And Salah had gone away for the Egyptian games. So what's the point of running them into the ground when we have Chelsea in the next game? <laughs> so, And the, the people he put in were good strikers. He put in... Uh, you're talking about Firmino. I see Firmino is... Uh, is <laughs> one is one league two strikers. Firmino is still a striker who scored against United just like a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago. And Shimikas is a very competent left back. In fact, I think he's the best second left back in the league. So it's not like he's putting in players. I mean, it's not like he's putting in players who are shit, you know, basically. Um, but he pulled out Salah main reason because we're saving him for Chelsea. I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused with that statement. Sorry. Could you? No, no, because I was saying that um, he's following up your point of that, like when United, like United, okay. uh, United, it, when it was, they should have just given up. They should, um, they should have just shut up. Okay, shop okay, okay. That they shouldn't have, like they shouldn't have, um, like surrendered. You know. Yeah, I understand that point. Is the saving thing for Liverpool because Liverpool season is done. Like, you, well, I, this, they, what they, are you well, saying? Well, well, the City game was in the trap. Uh, 
They can get a year if they try. The, the thing is, they they, they gained can. after Chelsea. They <laughs> the, the reason, the reason why it's not for me, I think it's over. But it's the not. reason why the manager won't say it's over, the manager won't say it's over because after Chelsea and Arsenal, Liverpool's run of fixtures are not too bad. So like yeah. this is the worst part of the season. So after like, this. Ragnick, even though he wasn't a full-time manager at United, so that's the context there. So asterisk there. Ragnick had one of the worst seasons we had in you know modern history, and you guys are three or five points off where he was. So you guys are pretty much done. So there's no there's no point no, saving. No, they, they can. Listen, we're only eight points behind United. Yeah, the only, the only seven <laughs> points behind United. I don't know how the season is done when right. you have eleven games. For me, I have given up. But for for the manager, he won't give up because it's eight points. It's not double digits. United, okay. you guys are not in good form either. You have lost. No, we're not. We're yeah. not. I'm not gonna lie. No, eight eight points behind fourth place is not over. The context <laughs> behind that is if we have the full complement of our squad, and it's not. It's not like we have someone injured. If Casemiro comes back, then it kind of changes the whole equation again. Right? Me, I've given up on this season since like two months ago, and it's even a United oh. fan, Oga Kwame, our Oga Kwame, who was like, "Oh, Liverpool still make top four. and I was, I was laughing in his face. I was like, "Oh, Liverpool make top four. I've given up on the season, but I understand why the manager won't give up on the season because it's only eight points between us and fourth place now there are a few teams in between us and united yes that's granted but i wouldn't say that the manager is giving up on the season when we have 11 games to go and there's only eight points eight points is can eight points can disappear very quickly you know you know how this league is and um, but let me just read the other um other yeah, liverpool points. have 42 points and chelsea yeah. have 38 points so make it make sense now no, why no, does asher no, feel good no, no, that no. means chelsea's in it why are you sacking no, Potter then no, no. Chelsea's not Liverpool <laughs> has a better chance. Brighton still has to play Arsenal City. I was just looking at that fixture list. Yeah. They still have to play um, Man United City um, and a couple of people in the relegation battle. They have to play Everton. I think they play Arsenal twice. Did they play Arsenal twice? No, they play Arsenal once. So they basically still have to play all the top four. At least three yeah, of the Brighton. top four. Mm-hmm. That is not a given. Oh, are you talking about Brighton? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, Brighton. That was pretty good. Brighton, they're good. They're good. Yeah, they're good. But, yeah, <laughs> they're good. But I don't think they. I think top four. I think top four is still. I think it's going to stay the way it is. So we'll move on. Let me just quickly read the comments and then we can move on to our next bit. Um, Oga Kwame was saying, yeah, that you don't lose seven if you don't lose your heads. At least four of those seven goals were almost identical. There has been an improvement. This is what I was trying to. The point I was trying to make. There's been big improvements at United compared to previously. But he says yeah. the systemic problems are still there. That's fair. Absolutely. Daniel says there's no balance in midfield. Mm, well, I think Casemiro being out is a big problem. He says that's the glaring representation and that goes different. I think Casemiro, for me, I, I said it a few weeks ago, I think for me it's the player of the season. The impact he has brought to that United. I mean, it, it, like in terms of impact, it's the player of the season for me. Uh, not that he's the best player, but I just mean in terms of impact. And missing him for three games and now missing him for four games, mm, it's, a, it's going to always cause a big problem for United. Yeah. Um, and then somebody, Idris, Asha, this is your fellow Chelsea fan. <laughs> Chelsea right now, like, thank you, daddy. Thank you, Sugar Toddy. <laughs> Idris is so happy. Okay. Uh, so see. Just a quick comment about that yeah. midfield. So that's why when I was naming United midfield, and I was like, you guys don't have any future midfield. I don't see the... We just started now. Um, we just have... Um, this is the first season. <laughs> I, I, don't demand, see, I don't see. I don't see. Demand a, like a at window. least a couple of windows before we start saying we can see what you're building. Yeah, like yeah, this is your time. We all know the person, the people he went after, especially one. 
That shall not be named in Barcelona. Who are United's midfield targets? You don't know? No, I don't remember. I don't remember anyone. Frankie De Young, Frankie De Young. They've been chasing I him. Mean, it was, it was only like, like a decade. <laughs> opera of the year, right? Like the Frankie De Young. Frankie goes to Old Trafford. So he has the plans. They haven't landed yet. Mm. Casemiro, we got luckily, right? We got luckily. We're looking at others that we got Casemiro. So Casemiro is the first cog, which is good. Experience comes from the Real Madrid Champions League. Really good. He's showing more than what we thought. We thought we we're just going to get a sitter. We can see that at Real Madrid, he really restrained himself because other people were doing mm-hmm. the stuff. He can really do box to box, right? Issue is the game is faster in England. I'm, I'm guessing why, why not? He never got a straight red at Real Madrid ever. All mm-hmm. his years there, ever, not even one, right? So the speed of the game might be a little challenging. And once he, once he gets that, once he assimilates properly, I think that, that suspension bit. Other than the neck hand, you know, whatever. That, I think the putting hands on someone's neck, that, you know, that was a little unfortunate. Other than that, I think he's going to the kind of stable. United need the midfield. We probably need two more grade A, grade A well, mid, mid, midfielders, right? Yeah, that, that's what I'm asking because I heard Frankie De Jong, but he's not even a stable at Barca. He's well, not the prime you, midfield you, person at Barca. Frankie De Jong, I'm sorry, I'm just confused. Well, I'm saying he's not the prime midfielder at Barca. So I'm like, why would you guys... It's not it's about fit. It's about, it's about, it's about he's profile. Not... He's a press-resistant midfielder who is great at distributing ball, ball while under pressure, right? And that's kind of what we need. Who, Frankie? Yeah. Did you guys... Be, just being... <laughs> you guys just... Um, you just guys cornered him against Barca. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't the only one playing for Barca, though. We, yeah, we, yeah, we I know, but... A team. I can't remember that game. If I remember it, that, it doesn't, that yeah, it doesn't matter. Barca they just, they just they just have a bad record in Europe. They, they got knocked out of Europe twice, once in the UCL and once in the Europa League. Ten Hag played a brilliant game. I mean, you have to give you have to give the coach credit. He played a brilliant game two le- uh, two legs um, against Barca yeah. that I, I believe probably had a That's better a at, attack. And you know, it Stop worked. Tight. It works in Europe. Three. It's one game. Two yeah, games. No, I, I listen. I, I think the we're talking about thirty-eight games. Thirty-eight games. Jones is a a gem in thirty-eight games for us. If we, I, 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 I think you guys need to stop chasing him because I think if so. you guys I were able to press him and win the ball from him and yeah. beat Barca, I think you guys need to go find a better player. No, no, no. is one of the best press resistant. I, I don't know. Here. I don't know. I, I'm still yet to see it. At the high level, do you watch yeah, Barcelona? How many how many Barcelona games do you watch? Actually, you watch you know, I've, I've seen a couple. I watched the game against. Um, not going to cut no, it. No, not against um, what is that? What is that team that um, this guy is on? The Ghanaian guy, the Ghanaian striker is on. I can't remember his name. Striker. Yeah. Um, the other brother plays for Ghana, and the other one plays for Spain. <laughs> okay, so while, while you're thinking of that, we just take a few few other comments. Um. Well, Daniel is saying everything else. Talent. Like, Naki. Is, is, Sorry. Like, yeah. Okay. He's saying um, he wanted Rabiot's. Okay. I don't know. Do you agree with that? That's um, that's questionable. Wanting Rabiot's. Chucky. Do you think Rabiot's? For someone to be in a squad in a team that has zero d- d- defensively, of course, it's okay. It's good. We're talking about Slow. having McTominay Slow. and Fred. This is starting No Casemiro at this point. We got Casemiro after the Rabiot thing fell through. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. So understand where we were. We had yeah. Fred, 
McTominay. You think about it and you're like, okay. Well, see, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like, there's no speed in your midfield. There's yeah, no but they'll build. You're saying it, Asha, sorry to call to you, but this is the first year of 10 AG. You're saying as if they have to fix all the problems straight no, away. No, you're not finding the problem. It's not like Man City or what your club Chelsea does. Exactly. You guys have blocked all the players in the world. You can't put everything in one window. You know. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. This is my point. All right. We know we need a speed. We got rid of Jorginho. Okay. And we got Enzo. Okay. Enzo is not fast, but Enzo can track back. Okay. We still have Kante. Okay. We have Gallagher. Gallagher's he's not fast, but again, he's pretty good. Um Arsenal has um Zaka. Pate is not fast, but Pate is pretty, you know, he can mm-hmm. still get back. Um, who else did they have? Yeah, um, so do you think that that's stopping United from getting those kind of players next season? Because no, they can still get those kind of players. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I don't see it in the market, so I don't know. Maybe it's behind oh, the scenes. They'll be in the market. Come on. Uh, then there's no shortage of players who can run fast and defend. No. Come on, there's no shortage. Okay, we're, we're talking from two different what? perspectives here. We don't have sugar on our diet yet. Once we get our own sugar daddy, <laughs> then yes, we can look at the market and start picking and selecting like his um, FUT on FIFA, right? 23. <laughs> Right now, we're not there. We have to make trade-offs. It's like we don't, we didn't have, it was one of the, we were not going to get FDJ, um, Frankie De Young, Rabio, and Casimir. We're going to get one of those three. And we ended up with Casimir. I think we ended up with probably one of the, the bases of which you can build something from, right? We have one. We have one. Listen to this. We have one. We have one singular defensive midfielder at Manchester United. One <laughs> right, so that's why. All right, are. so we'll wrap up this my United section and just go before mm-hmm. so we can go to the final topic before we start heading off. Um, I'll just read the final few comments. Um, Oga Kwame says, How can you have future in quotes in midfield if you cannot fix it now? We're fixing the mid- midfield for now, that's why Casemiro has to Casemiro right now. Fair enough. Uh, Kwame is also defending Frankie the Young. I know Asha is not a big fan of Frankie. Uh, Frankie actually starts at Barcelona and is key for Zabi. Yes, we beat Barcelona. That's United beat Barcelona. But did you see how Frankie played? He was solid AF. Please put some respect on his name. You are not convinced. Well, everybody has their opinion. So find play. someone else. <laughs> <laughs> find someone else. Idris, Idris is here, the Chelsea fan, our Chelsea legend. He's saying, well, he, he's saying basically keep playing this game. Your midfield will carry it to where you don't want to go. Yeah, midfield is important. Honestly, like as a Liverpool fan, I I understand why midfield is so important because that's what costs us a lot of yeah. problems this season. Midfield is important, so that's why we too are going to buy midfielders next season. Um, the final comment here before we go to our next session and section is one defensive midfielder and one striker. Exactly, <laughs> it's true. United. That's why I kept saying yeah. Wegers. He says it costs Weggy Wegers. Wegers isn't that? It's a hologram. I'm sure. I don't know whether that's a Gakwame. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That like you guys, you're saying you're struggling for goals, but we actually don't have any proper center. Even Rashford is not a proper center forward, you know. So, yeah, so I can understand why you have problems. But we let's need a striker. We, we need a striker. Ronaldo was at the club. Everyone understand what happened. It was high profile divorce. But you can keep on pumping goals if you're leak. If you're pouring water in a the bucket, then there's no point of how much water you're pouring if it's just coming out the other way, right? So at the end yeah. of the day, you have to find that balance where you're secure at the back and now you have like attacking force that's actually creating and producing goals. And now we have neither. So that's where, that's where we are. Speaking um, of we just have a really, really great manager right now. 
and that's kind of what's keeping us afloat. Um, Chicky was asking for sugar daddy, sugar daddy situation just a couple <laughs> of minutes ago. So we're segueing to our next section about sugar daddies taking over various clubs. Like for me, I call the Chelsea owner Sugar Toddy because that <laughs> man is just splashing the cash everywhere, buying everything Willie and Lily. Um, I won't mind that at Liverpool. I'm not. I'm not even bantering. Like if give me, give me, give me that kind of owner at Liverpool, I'll take. I'll take it. <laughs> but the Premier League are bringing in new like measures to stop uh, people with questionable character, people who have um, human rights record abuses, uh, abuses on their record, um, trying to limit them from buying into the Premier League in the future. Um, so that's what we're just going to talk about briefly. Um, do you think this is a welcome development? Do you think maybe they've been to uh, interfering too much. Some people will say, these people have money, let them spend their money for their football club. Why are you trying to stop them from spending their money? Uh, but some people are like, well, if you have human rights abuses on your record, then you shouldn't be coming to the Premier League to be sports washing. Uh, so I'll start with you, Asha. Do you have any thoughts on this? Do you, as the as the, <laughs> as the beneficiary of a sugar daddy, do you think this is a good idea for the Premier League? a sugar baby. <laughs> <laughs> a legendary... <laughs> It's I don't I think I mean I'm in two minds about this, right? Mm. So one, uh when Abramovich first came, well, you know, when the whole Russia incident happened what last year, last year, right? They all said Abramovich is the worst person ever. But if I remember correctly, wasn't Arsenal owned by um a Russian guy? No, you had uh, like maybe second largest majority shares. Usmanov, yeah, yeah, and not just Arsenal, Everton, because he also went to buy shares in Everton too. Yes, uh, yeah. no one mentioned anything about that. When the whole incident happened, everyone said Chelsea's worst, but Qataris have been spending almost what a billion or two billion on Man City so far, right? Mm-hmm. No one has complained about that. They have, they have, they have, but, but they, they don't talk, they about, have. They talk about Chelsea. So it's too much. I'm like, well, if you're going to actually limit people out of it, then actually do it. Don't just put the focus on one club and then mm. make every one club look like we are just the worst. I agree with you. Because I remember when the Chelsea thing was going on, I, I consistently used to say, why are they not talking about Everton? Because Everton's situation was similar to Chelsea. Because Everton also had Russian money, big Russian money in their, in their club, but nobody was really talking about Everton. It's now just last week or two weeks ago. Now they're not saying, oh, Everton have broken financial fair play rules. They were not really talking much about that when they were focusing on Chelsea. But now that, okay, yeah, maybe Chelsea's situation is out of the way. Now they're focusing on Everton. So you're right. Some They, they were picking and choosing who to focus on. Um, but um, Chucky, what, what's, what's your thoughts on this situation, this new measures being brought in? I have to take a look. I don't know exactly what the language behind the, what the go- governance they are introducing. I have a few. Of the, I, have, I have a tab open here where I'll just really do the like summary of what they want, what's going forward. Okay. So basically, they're saying there's a new disqualifying event subject to government sanctions. So based on um, global human rights sanctions regulations of 2020, um, they've ex- extended the list of criminal offenses include to include offenses involving violence, corruption, fraud, tax evasion, and aid crimes. So if you as an owner or if you as a director of the club is involved in any of those things I just listed, then you will not be allowed to take over a club and they'll be doing it on a yearly basis. So it's not like, oh, you passed the owner's test the first time and they won't investigate you again. Okay. 
So if you pass it, they'll come back next year to check. Have you done any of these bad things? If you've done any of these bad things, you can't own this club. We're going to sanction you. Okay. Things like that. So they're, so, broad, they're just broadening the scope. Of okay. So because I don't like lip service, it's like, okay, as a normal citizen, yeah. like if you have a felony or whatever, it's hard for you to apply and get a job. So I'm fine with you being a business entity and applying to get, um, assume ownership of an asset. And having felonies that might be disqualified. I'm fine. I'm totally good. I find it's applied evenly across the board. I'm good with that. What I'm not good with is trying to over-index on one specific point in there, like maybe like human rights. And because if it's all about human rights violations, you know, then why? I mean, people in England, you know, Apple operates without, with, you know, with impunity in England um, in, or in, in Britain. Um, Nike as well, and they all have like not allegedly. We know for sure they have like human rights violations. So don't use that as like a you know like a lightning rod to you know whip up something. The, the other thing I'm against really is state ownership as well, and not because of the human. Just let's kind of disconnect the human rights stuff. Just a government owning a commercial club. I'm against that idea totally, right? Mm -hmm. Because it gets too messy. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, that's not what governments are for anyway, right? <laughs> Um, and I just, I just, I'm just totally against it. Like, you know, any, any country, like I don't want Nigeria owning Arsenal or something like that, even though it would be hilarious. <laughs> right? yes. I just don't yeah. think it, it, it should happen. It should always be either communal um, based, maybe, maybe fans or a hybrid of fans and commercial entities or just commercial entities, but it should not be governmental, governmental entities. Uh, because just the leverage of power that governments have are just, too, you know, I think it's uh, too much. Yeah, well, this topic is provoking some very strong reactions, so, which is good. We're all here for <clears throat> topical discussion. And, yeah, it's not always about banter. It's not always about just trolling. Yeah. yeah, it's good to have good discussion about it. This is a comment from, I'm guessing this is from Idris. He's saying, what is the definition of human rights? People move the goalposts on this moral crap. People always complain when the money is not European or Western, if it's Chinese or Arab or Russian. He says he finds it absurd, but again, it's not his, it's not my country. That's I'm guessing that's Idris. Um, I see the point he's making. I see a bit of hypocrisy sometimes. Um, <clears throat> like some 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 money is allegedly clean if it's coming from a certain part of the world, and if it's coming from another part of the world, it's look it's frowned upon. I see that happening. Um, I think these new rules, these new measures put in place, it's probably, we, we, do, we do need something like this in the Premier League. I just hope it's not for witch, witch hunting purposes, like Chucky also um, brought it up. That it's not just, oh, human rights, because if we're going to start talking about human rights, like some of the Western countries, <laughs> UK, US, have participated in things that you will know that compromise human rights. You know, they've invaded other countries under the pretext of, oh, they have we weapons of mass destruction and they go there just for ulterior motives. So if we're going to start saying that, then I don't think anybody's clean of that. But if they're actually going to be serious about it and they're in in improving the scope now to imp uh, include corruption, fraud, tax evasion, hate crimes, that's fair enough. Um, so thank you for that comment. And Oga Kwame has a follow-up comment based on, he believes, if anything, the new owner and director's regulation says more about how little we have cared about human rights and ethics. It's way too late. Medicine after death settings, but it is what it is. Yes, I think that's also a fair point because I think they could have they could have forestalled this. They could have tried to, I mean, 
do something about this way, way before. Um, I think maybe also because the fact that certain clubs are becoming more successful and now they're not thinking yes. like, like Chelsea, Chelsea, and, Chelsea, okay. Chelsea and have become successful and they're like, oh no, these guys are so successful. I mean, if they were not, like nobody was talking about everything because everything yeah. don't mean anything. So everything, everything about the Russian owner basically for years, they've been breaking financial fair play rules for like years. But because they've not been winning anything, nobody has really been talking, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so maybe this is like, I, I do agree, maybe it's maybe a bit too late. Um, Idris is saying, what about American owners after, after a billionaire's lobby government that goes around hair striking countries and evading countries. So that's what I was saying, like, you know, um, we, we shouldn't limit it. If, look, we're all, I'm sure none of us wants to see, we don't want to see human rights being violated. We just want consistency in criticism. I mean, for me personally, I want consistency. I want like, oh, okay, if you're going to condemn these people for doing this, then you should condemn those people who are doing that too. That's what I want. Um, and so like, Oga Kwame is saying here, yeah, uh, how did we allow Saudi Arabia and Mohammed being summoned old Newcastle if we care about human rights? So that's another thing, like the Newcastle got taken over by Saudis. Um, well, I, I think Newcastle, the thing is, there's always a good side and bad side. Like Man City, um, Asha, you, you correctly said, they've invested a lot of money in Manchester. It's not just yeah. in the club. I mean, in the area. A, a whole country's GBD is in Manchester. Sorry? And no one has complained about it. Sorry, what did you say? I said a whole country's income level and how much money they produce is literally Manchester City. Yeah, and no they've, one has completed about created jobs. They've improved infrastructure, infrastructure, not just the stadium, just even yeah. But I mean, Abramovich did the same thing too. Okay, and oh, I didn't up, know that. I believe up until the whole Russian incident started, I think Abramovich was buddies with a lot of people in Parliament. Mm. I remember seeing articles about that, but then I think when the whole Russian thing started back during Obama's time, then. He started having issues with Bessa. Mm. So yeah. I just, I mean, something I just find it funny because it's almost like it comes out during certain parts of the year when things are going on. When things die down, everyone is, oh, we're all happy, we're all buddies. And then <laughs> <laughs> when it goes, when it comes back, everyone's like, ah, we hate these people, we don't want them. That, that's the thing. Yeah, very rare. I remember I, on this podcast, maybe late last year or early this year, I, I brought up the point that around the time when they were focusing on Chelsea and all of that, um, this same UK government were t doing a deal with Saudi Arabia. I know it was around the time of the Newcastle takeover, when Newcastle took, um, when Saudi took over Newcastle. People were like, oh, we don't want the Saudis taking over Newcastle. I was like, UK government, Boris Johnson, the prime minister, was signing a deal with Saudi Arabia at that same point, selling weapons to Saudi Arabia. You, um, um, US were selling weapons to Saudi Arabia, what billions? What billions? Mm -hmm. And UK were signing deals with the Saudi Arabians for billions of pounds. You know, mm -hmm. the whole country, people just look at football in a bubble. But the whole country, you guys are saying, oh, we don't want Newcastle to be taken over. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Saudi Arabia, maybe they committed some human rights crime. But you can't pick and choose when to raise your voice in criticism. So when they bought Newcastle, you're like, people are shouting, but you guys are ignoring the other money. Your government, the UK government, is mm -hmm. taking from the same people. For, for building infrastructure, for investment. And the US actively were selling weapons Saudi Arabia to like, carry out atrocities in Yemen. So why are some people focused on just the football element? You're not talking about the government itself. Like, you know, it's, it's not just a different bubble. Anyway, but that's my point. Um, and that's why I'm totally against state owners. It's like, just, just ban it. Just yeah. state anything. If you're, if you're a government, you should own a football club. Simple. End of story. 
mm. period, right? Like, don't and don't do it the other way. Don't be a consortium where you're really a state. Don't do that. Not like if you're a state governmental body, just stay in your lane. Do what you do. Let commercial entities and this is entertainment. That's what soccer is. It's entertainment, yeah. right? Yeah, Let commercial right. entities handle it. But mm-hmm. you know the problem is that they buy. I think Saudis have that where they buy. They have the majority stake in the consortium, and the consortium buys the club. Hmm. I think that was the issue with Newcastle, and that was the issue, especially with mind you. I think that's the major issue now is that who actually owns the company? For is it mostly United, the, no yeah, as, City. As City. Well, with the bid, with the new bid, with the oh, whole with the new bid. Okay, yeah, I think that's what's holding it up. Who owns? Okay, so I, I think the facts, as we know it, are that there's uh, there's a bid from a Qatari citizen, right? Oh, yeah, and there's a bid for, and this is the issue. It's like everybody that's these guys have money. They've been they've been having money, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if your family owns something, um, if your families have gleaned money from maybe governmental admin, um, being proximity to governmental or admin in a, a country, and an individual from that uses their own money to buy something is theirs it's not the state's it's your is yours mm-hmm. you'll be held liable you are the only person we need to put the microscope on right if it's a construct uh, um if it's a consortium like Ineos, which is um ratcliffe yeah, and yeah, ratcliffe, others yeah. that's different right it's a bunch of millionaires coming yeah. together saying hey I can't stand alone, but if we join our resources, we can buy this great act, uh, asset. I'm all for that as well, right? But one thing I'm not going to do is look at someone's citizenship and try to prejudice them because of their citizen from a, a, a place. Yeah, right? okay. very good point, yeah. okay. And I'll just read Agakwame's. <clears throat> Agakwame is probably backing up what we are saying, like a couple of us are saying here. He says, if it's Iranian, Russian, Chinese, or Muslim money in quotes, then they shout about human rights. But if it's American, European money, then it's cool. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's hypocrisy. There's no, there's a bit of double standards going on. Like I said, I, I'm speaking for basically all of us. We, we don't like saying human rights being violated. But if you're going to call out some certain people, then don't ignore the other people who are perpetrating the same acts. Um, I've got, um, Idris is laughing and saying Saudi has a city in the UK. <laughs> I don't know what city it means. Um, yeah, Gakwami says the point here is the pick and choose attitude towards this issue is all centered around money. Of course, money, money runs the world and how much the big boys like you. Yeah, so I think, yeah, we've all covered that well. Like I said, this podcast is always a good mix of trolling and banter, but we also discuss the deep stuff. So, um, so good, good job, everybody. Good, thanks for the comments, and we'll just go to the final ste- <laughs> segment: kudos and donkeys of the week. Potter. So, <clears throat> I'll start with you. <laughs> Asha, you're laughing. Oh, you don't have any kudos or donkey. I'll give Potter the donkey because <laughs> I don't. Man, that's okay. The tactics and everything. Well, actually, Kukurela, I'll give it to Kuku because that backwards headed made zero sense. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know goal. because I don't know who he was looking at, but yeah, he gets so, one. It was a good yeah, asset. They both, they both share it was one. A good asset, Asha. Nice header into Watkins for Watkins to score. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
because any kudos, any kudos, kudos. Um, I give it to Pep and City because the way mm. they ripped you guys apart. My goodness, I was like, second half, second half was a massacre. It was man, like... first minute, they didn't even let you guys rest. Yeah, I think we got lucky because if, if they wanted to score five or six, I think they would have. I think after the fourth goal, they relaxed a bit. So, yeah, kudos to them. Um, yeah. Chucky, any kudos? Um, any okay, so I think for my donkey, I think he's like sticks out like a sore thumb, uh, Todd Boyle, for coming <laughs> to the Premier League <laughs> with his beef, his deep insights into football admin. And already sack bought half the world's players and sacked two managers already. <laughs> so definitely donkey there, there for me. That body. Um and for kudos, I'll say kudos to the Newcastle the um, defensive structure, like just being stingy. Okay. Yeah. Right. And just playing the hard like they've done it the hard way. Mm-hmm. People are talking about Saudi Saudi. Okay, that's a little unfortunate um, situation there because I really don't like state owners. But they, they they haven't had they, they haven't they don't have any Galacticos, right? Name yeah. two man um, Newcastle defenders or whatever the case might be, or five people on a team. You can't because it's um they've, they've just been playing as a team for their manager. Yeah. The kind of football we all want to see, right? Yeah. So kudos to their defense and it's just it's just been outstanding. They've been so stingy in a very competitive yeah. league. I think so. before we came on air, we were discussing it. I, I was saying they've considered only nine goals at home mm-hmm. all season. And out of those nine goals, two of those um, matches was three against City mm-hmm. and two they considered to Liverpool. So the four goals <laughs> considered in like 11 other games. It's Yeah, the, the defense is, is a thing of joy. And yeah, I, I think they deserve enough praise. Um, for me, my... Kudos of the week. I'll give it to Brighton and Brentford. I'll share between them. I, both I, teams... I was just going to mention them. Oh, both teams shared a point. They played a three-three yeah. draw, and um, I think it will be a travesty if they don't qualify for Europe. Both of them, they deserve to be in Europe. Those those two teams, and I think Thomas Frank probably has gone under the radar this season. Uh, manager mm-hmm. of Brentford, I think he's a very good manager. I think Spurs, if Smuts were smart, maybe they might be thinking of putting him in. Instead uh, of no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so qualify for Europe in place of Liverpool and Chelsea. Or how, are you, how are you doing? Spurs is a pitch. You go into Spurs and you don't come out. It's I don't think of any coaches going to Spurs and they've come out better. <laughs> I think Marino is maybe the only person who's come back and he's won with Roma. But yeah, I don't. Think, I, I don't think yeah. anyone has left Spurs and they've Poch, done well. Poch left and won with PSG. PSG. But then he also got sacked. I mean, that's the whole, you know, that's the whole point. Yeah, that's the problem with PSG. Yeah, I but just say the um, last point is that whoever gets Ivan Tony is going to ball. Yeah, I, but I think it's, it's what's his age now. That's the thing. I think he's in his late 20s. I think that's what to be putting people off. But yeah, I think he's still at a good age. But I just think both teams deserve kudos because they've had very good seasons. I think they're sixth and seventh at the moment. So they're in the European spots. I think they deserve it. They've played better consistently than Liverpool all season, both teams. So I think they deserve to be in Europe. Um, donkey of the week. Um, this is not sour grapes, but it will go to Man City fans. Uh, they have this um, bad, atti- bad attitude of singing about the tragedies that have happened to Liverpool. They're mm-hmm. singing about Liverpool fans that died in 1989. 
and their their own club had to call them out again. This is not even this is not this is not a once off. It's like it's, it's consistently happening. And yesterday, Man City had to put out a statement to say, "These fans, you guys have gone over the line." They were singing about Liverpool fans who died, and the fans and the club itself had to say, "Look, we're going to try and stop this. You know, you guys should stop." I, I don't. I I understand banter. I understand trolling. I understand. How I'm trying to like. Have fun, but why do you have to start singing? It's the same thing. I know some Liverpool fans, they probably still do this to United too, um, singing about the Munich air crash. Why would you do that? That's just crossing the line. Why would you be bantering about somebody's debt? Um, it, it has to be called out. It has to be stopped. There are other things you can use to banter and troll. Yeah. It, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be debt of human beings. Absolutely. But we yeah. care about human rights, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, that's the thing. You, you keep shouting about human rights, but then you're you fine with singing about the deaths of, of people who, who died in tragedies. What? Can't, it doesn't compute, you know? So Man City fans, um, they're, 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 for their club to put, the club actually put out a very strong statement, which is fair. I, mm. I think they did well to call the fans out and like, look, you guys, you're go- this, go- this is going too far. Every Almost every game against Liverpool, they're singing about this. Um, so those are the donkeys of the week for me. And I think we've come to the end. This has been very, very good. Thank you guys for coming on. Um, so we've managed to preview the Battle of the Bastards part two coming up. We've talked about Newcastle against Manchester United with Man United slipping to fourth, spa- uh, fourth spots. Um, the Arsenal spots, the previous Arsenal spots, which used to be the, <laughs> the bet right of Arsenal, United are occupying it now. And, and we've managed to talk about the new, the new structure for the owners and directors. And it's been a blast. Thank you all for joining. Well, Thank you for all the comments. Um, last comment. Since we, we no one talked about Arsenal, I have, I have a, an unpopular opinion, and then Arsenal fans are not going to get mad at me at this. But careful, Arsenal, <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal, Arsenal are going to repeat Liverpool's um, what's past three years, where you only won one Premier League, and then after that you just kept coming second, 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 and now you're coming back down. So you're agreeing they're winning it this year. I, I think they're gonna win it. I don't see anyone else beating them. I, I hate it as much. And that's why we need to win the premium the Champions League to just ruin their title parade. We do them the same thing they do the S and then we 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 maybe bring Potter back for the <laughs> for the for the title parade. Okay, I, I'll just I'll just finish off with the kudos and donkeys from some of our commenters and I'll wrap up. Um he says um, I think that's Idris. He says kudos is daddy yo. That's well, that's Todd Burley. A donkey is Harry Potter. <laughs> okay, Harry Potter is the donkey. Um, somebody is saying Asher. No, stay the course. I don't know what what that means. <laughs> We're saying Asher, stay the course. Um, donkey from Ogakwame says, well, he says everything. Everything. I got so the donkey for this week. He said it was a didn't have a good game. game. Didn't have a good game for sure. Yeah, with the game management. That... Yeah, that doesn't happen. Okay, I think it was Idris who was saying Asher should stay the course. And then final comment for today. Said uh, four three three or four five four four five. Daddy, you realize he messed up. So of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> four, four, three, four, four, <laughs> Daddy, yo. <laughs> On that note, we are saying goodbye. Thanks for joining, and see you guys next week. Cheers.